Realty. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. It's Review It Man, reviewing what he can. Movies are his jam, so let's get twisted, man. It's Review It Rob. Hey, yo, welcome to a brand new episode of the Review It Rob show. I'm your host, of course, Review It Rob, coming at you with all kinds of goodies this week, man. Uh, the spoiler-free reviews for this week is going to be Blue Beetle, the latest film from DC, um, Warner Brothers Studios, not DC Studios yet, but uh, we got that spoiler-free review talk for you as well. You'll get some DC news and horror spooky news. Those are mandatory every single episode, as well as any other bits of news I came across to talk about with you, man. Appreciate you joining in, checking out the show. Please hit that like, subscribe, and share as well. Thank you for joining the Throw Me Podcast Network. We got all kinds of fun stuff going on over here and more to come, man. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Spoiler-free review time for Blue Beetle. Like I mentioned before, this is the latest DC film released. It is a PG-13 movie, and it is rated PG-13 for sequences of action, language, some suggestive references, and violence. The film. The story is an action-adventure film running in at two hours and seven minutes and is currently only in theaters. Uh, recent college grad Jaime Reyes returns home full of aspirations for his future, only to find that home is not quite as he left it. As he searches to find his purpose in the world, fate intervenes when Jaime unexpectedly finds himself in possession of an ancient relic of alien biotechnology known as the Scarab. When the Scarab suddenly chooses Jaime as... To be his symbolic host, he is bestowed with an incredible suit of armor capable of extraordinary and unpredictable powers, forever changing his destiny as he becomes the Blue Beetle. Rotten Tomatoes critics have it at a 78%, while the audience is much more favorable at a 91%. IMDb has it sitting at a 6.8 out of 10. So, what were my thoughts on the film. Now, uh, if you're a long-time listener to the show, first off, appreciate you. Thank you. Um, you know I am a DC fan, so I get excited for any DC movie that gets released. Um, so, going into the movie, there was obviously that uh, DC fan in me that was like, cool, man, new DC movie to check out on screen. And, you know, cautiously optimistic. Um, I, I don't know much about Blue Beetle. The main thing I've ever encountered with Blue Beetle, honestly, was the uh, Injustice 2 video game. The character was on that game. Uh, it was pretty fun to play as. So that, that was about it that I knew about Blue Beetle. Um, saw the trailer. I'm like, okay, this looks like a fun, interesting movie. Cool. Let's let's go there. So uh, my honest reaction after watching the movie, I saw it uh, quite some time ago, <laughs> last Friday, so a week, a week ago, and honestly thoroughly enjoyed this film and that's not just you know me being a dc fan i'll admit when i don't like some dc movies but i thought what they did with this movie was absolutely fantastic i think uh the the performances across the board were very solid i think the story is the story is so good in this movie like the story is very well shaped out like you mentioned there in the uh synopsis about a kid who went off to college he comes back home so you've got the family dynamic story and the story of a kid trying to 
uh, continue to grow and raise and now has these new complications in his life. And then going from there, he ends up meeting, meeting um, by happenstance, of course, now I guess share any spoilers, but he ends up meeting a powerful person who has the scarab and uh, some, they give them the scarab to hide. And unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, the scarab attaches itself to Hami and the Blue Beetle becomes the Blue Beetle. And of course, the film uh, shows you his progression into learning how to use the suit and how uh, to adapt to that. Because obviously, anybody else, any of us in that situation would be like, what the heck is going on? This is <laughs> this is wild. This is crazy. All that stuff, man. But the story is very strong. I think, I think what they wrote was fantastic. We're talking about a film that honestly has everything in it. Like, it's a comic book movie, sure. Um, I know some people have gotten burned out by comic book movies, what what have you, but uh, it is, got it's action like a comic book movie does, but it has a very strong, solid story, especially around family in this movie. Not, you know, freaking, I know, Fast and Furious family and all that stuff, but, like, literally, this family, this is, you know, so much heart involved in this. Like, this movie will literally make you um, have excitement and make you tear up, man. They they do a solid freaking job with this story and with the performances throughout from uh, the whole cast, man. Um, you know, George Lopez kills it with the comedy. That's what I mean when this movie has everything. It has its action. It has drama. It has comedy. It has everything you could hope for in a solid, strong performance. Even some terrifying moments with uh, our villain of the film, played by Susan Sarandon, who is... Fan freaking tastic! I can't tell you how great it is to watch one of these movies and to have a straight up villain. You know, and Susan Strandon is a straight up villain in this movie. There's no redemption story. There's no redeemingness about the character whatsoever. There's just a freaking terrible, terrible person. <laughs> that is exactly what that is. And Susan Strandon, obviously, classic freaking famous awesome actress and she does an incredible job in the film um portraying this just villainous character again there's nothing redeeming about that character at all like that character is just the worst <laughs> so uh another very strong positive about the movie i kid you not there's a moment while i was watching this movie in theaters where I like I sat there and I'm like, is this my favorite movie of the year? Like, could it honestly be my favorite film of the year? Like, and I've talked about it on previous episodes of the show leading up. I'm like, I don't know what my favorite, you know, The Flash could end up being my favorite movie of the year. Um, and I don't know if anything else could come down the line unless it's like a super big surprise to knock that out of the way. And here comes Blue Beetle as a super big surprise. Because again, going into the movie, I didn't know it much to expect i had some excitement about it i wouldn't say i was extremely hyped about it but i had some excitement going into it and then i was like here we are you know like what halfway through the movie or so like oh okay this movie has a very good possibility of being my favorite film of the year going back to what i just mentioned how this movie hits on every single bit and piece like it needs to the suit in this movie freaking awesome suit looks incredible uh, again performances are incredible story is incredible the the film gives you all these different pieces and parts that you would want from a movie you want action you want drama you want you want to be able to you know feel connection to the characters in the film so all that stuff and of course comedy as well in the movie and again going back to George Lopez he freaking kills it in every single scene that he is in man that man obviously is a comic legend like we all we all probably know George Lopez and run into George Lopez, be, be it his show or his uh, stand-up comic or anything like that. He freaking kills it in every scene that he is in. I swear every time that man was on screen, uh, except for some like drama parts, he freaking had me 
losing it. Like I was laughing so freaking hard at George Lopez in this movie. And it was good, man. It's one of those movies where I know lately we've gotten these comic book movies that have gone over the top and pushed very hard to get to the comedic side of things to uh, ease the tension or ease the, the drama in the film. But this movie, again, blended everything so perfectly into a meshed up, very solid freaking movie. Like I have no quarrels with this movie. I have no issues with this movie. It was freaking awesome from start to finish and I can't wait to see it again. Um, I, I highly suggest seeing it. I, I don't know um, how people are right now with DC movies. It doesn't seem like the box office is hitting for the DC films. That could very well be because people know that the DC movies are rebooting and the universe is rebooting, which again, I don't support that idea. Everybody's allowed to have their opinions. Don't get me wrong, but see a movie to see a movie. Don't see a movie to see it because it has some kind of connection to something else. Go see a movie to see the movie. Like you shouldn't have to watch a movie because it connects to something else. Um, so overall, like I freaking loved this movie and there's a very good chance come the end of the year where I'm like, blue beetle might be my favorite movie of the year, which I didn't think was possible. But there's a very good chance that it could be because it is solid from start to finish, in my opinion. No bad parts in the of the movie for me personally. So, yes, Blue Beetle, awesome film. Go see it. I highly suggest checking that out. Again, the whole cast, fantastic. Um, I mean, it's got everything. It hits every single bit. Every single piece is solid as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, yeah, can't wait to see Blue Beetle again. Hopefully... Uh, you will go see it after hearing this review and let me know what you think in the comments. If you've already seen it, let me know what you think. So it only seems right going from there into DC news. Um, first bit of news here is Aquaman. There has been some rumors going around with the Aquaman sequel, uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, if it will be shifting release dates as the ongoing writer's strike uh, and actor strike continues to go on. Hopefully it'll get that done sooner rather than later because it's been going on way too long as it is. But... Um, there's confirmation. We did get some news from Warner Brothers that I will talk about later with a um, film shifting its release date. But Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is not uh, moving release dates. It is staying in its release date, which makes sense to me. Um, I said it on a previous episode that I can't see, I don't see Aquaman moving. Maybe the other Warner Brothers movies uh, will end up moving, but I don't see Aquaman moving for one main reason, that being that uh, they're ready to move into this new direction. Um, mentioned it there with Blue Beetle, the DC films have not been doing well box office-wise, even though they are really good movies. They haven't been doing it box office-wise, which, give or take how you feel about that, I don't think box office makes a movie a good movie. Um, but that's, again, my opinion. But I, I can see them wanting to just keep the release date for this movie, get it out, you know, get it done with, let's move to the next um, future, you know, let's move to the future, let's get everything past DC stuff that was already scheduled to come out, let's take care of all that stuff, let's move, get ready for our new stuff and build this new DCU, it's no longer the EU, it's DCU, they got the E out, um, so, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not shocked that it hasn't moved dates and I don't think it should, I say keep it at its release date is a good time to release it, it's right there around Christmas, you know, you'll have families together, some families like to go to the movies on Christmas break, so, I say leave it there, let it let it have its run, and see how things go. Maybe the strike will be done by then. Um, other DC news all centers around James Gunn, uh, which is normally the case here. So first one being a fan asked James Gunn 
uh, if he's given any thought to the lay of the land of the DCU, which is a weird question. McGunn responded, uh, we are creating an incredibly detailed world map, end quote, which obviously <laughs> they are creating a big time story. They've already announced uh, most of that. You can go check out uh, that video online. James Gunn's told us what to expect with the first chapter, and there will be more chapters, of course. Uh, another fan asked Gunn if Guardian, it's a Guardians of the Galaxy fan, asked Gunn if there was a possibility that some of the actors from the film could uh, star as themselves in the new season of Peacemaker, mentioning Chris Pratt, uh, who of course was Star-Lord, and uh, Palm, I'm going to butcher that last name, so we're not going to say it, who played, of course, Mantis. Um, Gunn said, quote, there are reasons I wouldn't want either of those actors to play themselves in the DCU, end quote. He said, um, obviously, this this is... I think a given that uh, anybody that James Gunn worked with on Guardians of the Galaxy will be in the DCU in some way, shape, or form. I, I, I mean, obviously, Palm is a fantastic actress, so there's no way that you know you wouldn't bring her over. And Chris Pratt, I, I still like Chris Pratt. I know a lot of people have turned on Chris Pratt because he keeps getting roles, um, or because he's religious. I don't know what the reason people started turning on Chris Pratt was, but. I, I, I enjoy him, and I, I can see him playing uh, some kind of role. I know the rumored stuff and you know fan art that's come out has been booster gold for Chris Pratt, so uh, if that is the case, cool on them, but I'm sure Gunn has a plan for all of them um, from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you know, We'll see what Dave ends up doing. We'll see what uh, Zoe ends up doing. Uh, Sean Gunn's already covered, of course. Um, I, uh, Karen... I'm sure we'll have something as well. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked at all when they show up, and I, definitely not as themselves. They'll be playing some kind of character. Uh, let's see. Superman Legacy. James Gunn has clarified that it is not a young Superman story, uh, which I thought he already did, um, I think. Uh, so when they did the casting for that, he was doing a younger Superman story. Um, now he's just clarifying even more what that means, which is basically an earlier uh, kind of Superman story and all that stuff. He's just doing a Superman movie now. Um, so, again, people are always upset about you know, the Superman thing, but eventually you gotta get over it. Uh, let's see. And then the last thing here, a rumor was circulating on the internet, which always happens, uh, that John Krasinski, Mr. Jim from The Office and, you know, Reed Richards as Mr. Fantastic in that one movie and one movie only, it seems, uh, as well as other things. Um, a freaking silence horror movie that I'm forgetting the name of. Uh, he was rumored to be cast as Batman in the DCU for the Batman Brave and the Bold movie, uh, to which Gunn responded to this was saying, we don't even have a script and there's a strike happening. No, no, no casting. Um, yeah, I, again... Like he mentioned there, there's a strike going on. There's not going to be any casting news uh, for a film that is far off from now. Um, they've already said that movie is a good ways off. So I, I just wait for casting. Um, I, I talk about this stuff on my show because obviously it's a movie show. and We're going to talk about movie stuff and it covers DC, what's going on in the DC world and all that stuff. But I've never gotten into that idea of like who's going to play this character or getting excited about who could play characters or anything like that. I've always been fine just waiting for the casting to happen and the casting to be announced because they will announce that stuff. So I don't know, man. John Krasinski is uh, a talent for sure. Um, I can't remember the name of that freaking horror movie they did. He did two of them with the silence and all that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see him as 
Bruce Wayne slash Batman. That's just me. Other people might see him that way, but I I don't see it. Um, is that it, DC-wise? Yes, that is it, DC-wise. So, uh, let's jump over to Spooky Horror Talk, which i got a lot more stuff to talk about over on that side. Um, starting it off with a trailer for Creep Show Season 4 has dropped. Uh, looks fantastic. <laughs> um, it will be on Shutter, of course. That's where the other Creep Show uh, seasons have been. And um, yeah, it looks so freaking good. They got Tom Atkins back in that bad boy. So Tom Atkins is making a return to the Creep Show world. And I mean, again, it just looks like a horrorly fun time as always with these creep show stories i thoroughly enjoyed watching that on shutters one of the things that i'm glad i have shutter for is for the creep show to uh, continuously check out the things they do there and i'm happy that a season four is finally on the way um so yeah go check out that trailer good stuff to be had there speaking of tom atkins the 45th anniversary of the original halloween film is this year and they're doing a special event called halloween 45 years of terror that'll be taking place in california on september 29th through october 1st 2023 so if you get a chance to go to that go to it especially if you're a huge halloween fan do not miss out on that and do not miss out on this NECA has announced that they have worked with tom atkins and sean clark if you don't know sean clark is look him up pretty cool dude he does a lot of the convention work also has a really cool podcast called the thing with two heads which i enjoy listening to every episode and uh youtube channel has got some cool stuff on it i don't know why i'm promoting sean clark but hey he's worth it um so to, uh NECA, the huge collection toy company has worked with tom atkins and sean clark to make a limited edition action figure of dr callus chalice uh who of course was tom atkins character in halloween 3 so even though this is a 45 years of terror for halloween this 45th anniversary it seems like they're celebrating all halloween films here um, i believe Danielle Harris and Scout Taylor Company have been announced for the event as well. They were, of course, Danielle was in 4 and 5, and then she returned for Rob Zombie's 2 Halloween. Scout is exclusively in the Rob Zombie Halloween's as well. So, big Halloween event going on. Um, Clark has revealed on his Facebook that over a 1,000 of the action figures have been made, and you'll only be able to get them at the 45th. Uh, 45 Years of Terror event, saying, quote, sold exclusively at H45, first come, first serve. Um, one of many convention exclusives to soon be announced. We are not taking pre-orders on these. So it is a con exclusive. So what that means, if you're not at the event, it will be on eBay for a butt ton of money. So um, if you're a huge fan and looking for a piece of uh, memorabilia that is going to be insanely expensive at some point in time try to go to that convention to get it first uh if that's impossible for you i understand i would love to go to that convention but i'm not going out to california anytime soon so there you have it but that is happening uh, while we're on the halloween stick here a limited edition steel book has been announced for the latest halloween trilogy the only halloween trilogy which honestly is it even a trilogy is connection to the original film so it's kind of a quadruplegy it's not a word but i'm using it um halloween 2018 halloween kills and halloween ends a limited edition steel book on 4k uhhd is coming in a collection box that is available for pre-order now and will be released on October 23rd, 2023. The collectible will come with a collectible library case, uh, three still book cases, and nine double-sided art cards. All movies come with previously released bonus features as well, which include behind-the-scenes videos alongside deleted and 
extended scenes for all three movies in the trilogy. So if you enjoyed that trilogy or if you're a collector and just collect anything Halloween, there you go, man. All right, so other rumors rumbling around. Uh, this one is in the Scream franchise for Scream 7. Uh, Jenna Ortega, huge star, this generation Scream queen, I have no problem saying that, uh, is up in the air if she will be in Scream 7 or not. Remember, Jenna plays one of the main characters in uh, the new Scream films, Scream 5 and 6. Uh, Tara, I want to say her name is off the top of my head. Um, she, yeah, Sam and Tara. She's Tara. So, uh, reports are going around. According to one insider, the uh, star would not be returning for Scream 7 because her schedule is too insane after the recent success with Wednesday and her, of course, shooting Beetlejuice and everything else that could be on her schedule. Another insider is suggesting that Ortega will be in the film. They uh, claim that production is planned to happen quickly in order to accommodate Ortega's schedule. Um, <laughs> you know, losing her, I think, would be huge. Um, again, she's the main, she's one of the main stars. She's not the main star. Um, Melissa's the main star, uh, Sam, but she's right there with her. You know, they play sisters, they're one and one, so tough, tough, uh, sledding if Jenna's not in the film. Um, and I would say if, if it's a scheduling conflict and you can only get her for a little moment, you kill her off in the beginning of the film. But the, if any indication, the latest Scream movies have not had the guts to do that. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know what the plan is here. Again, this is just all rumors. We don't know anything until it happens. But I can see it. She is extremely busy now. She's had huge success. And you talk about Wednesday. There's a season two of Wednesday that's already been announced that they have to shoot. There's Beetlejuice that I uh, they were shooting. I don't think they're still shooting. Maybe they are. I, I don't know. I haven't seen much from that camp in quite some time since the strikes have had, uh, started. Uh, there were pictures coming out regularly from set, but uh, that has stopped. So I, I can assume production has stopped there, but I haven't fully heard anything. Um, but yeah, have to wait and see. That would be a big loss, I think, for the Scream franchise. But at the same time, again, uh, Sam is the main story driver there, so if you kill off her sister early in the movie, that could set off a chain of insane events, especially with her character's um, issues, if you will. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening with the Scream franchise, but again, that would take some guts that they have been unwilling to show lately, so... New director, though, so we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. Uh, back to trailers. A trailer is dropped for R.L. Stein's latest movie adaptation. Uh, this one is called Zombie Town. It's an adaptation of Stein's 2012 novel of the same name, which is a friendlier, friendly for younger audiences zombie flick. Uh, the film will reunite Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase, man. All right, cool. Um, uh, I like Dan Aykroyd. Can't say I've been the biggest Chevy Chase fan in my life, but, you know, I've enjoyed some of his work especially the vacation movies so let's see you know how that all goes down i have not seen that trailer yet personally but i do enjoy rl stein that's one of my first connections to horror or the spooky world if you will of course the goosebump books a lot of people my age that was our first connection to spooky things man so um all for rl stein getting some cool stuff uh, out there and still getting some uh of his work being published man that's 
That's cool. Uh, let's see. DVD release special edition for Talk to Me has been announced. Uh, Talk to Me special edition will release uh, with a hand. A collectible hand will be coming with this. This is exclusive to the Umbrella web store. It is called Let Me In Talk to Me Collector's Edition, which will include a full-size customi uh, customizable replica hand from a scan of the official movie prop which will include a paint marker marker color may vary from product image uh, of course that markers to mark up the hand and all that stuff um, put on whatever you want i guess sign it like a cast i don't know but you know do what you need to with it uh and of course will include an official steel book for the 4k and blu-ray disc uh 48 page bound book a collection of behind the scenes experiences and art includes exclusive interviews with the uh is that raka 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 brothers sorry if i butchered that i'm the worst with names um custom designed outer outer ridged slip case using scans from an official prop hand uh eight art cards a three reversible poster and a limited edition numbered release uh, audio commentary, of course. Um, let's see. Talk to me. Sydney premiere Q&A. Talk to me behind the scenes interviews with cast and crew. Deleted scenes. Trailer. Uh, special talk to me edition is limited to 3,000 copies slash hands. So uh, you can check out my review that I released earlier this year for the film Talk to Me quickly. I thoroughly enjoyed that film. I thought it was... Uh, it was... It was it's, it's a good movie. Um, it, it, it is, and I say that because one, I was fighting back a sneeze and I did not want to sneeze and, you know, want to hit that mute. So yeah, there you go. Um, and two, again, I don't like to spoil movies, but that movie is a, a tough watch in a good way. If that makes sense. It is, it is one of those horror films that is tense. It is a tension film, uh, to say the least, but, uh, Yes, watch it, and if you get the chance to get that prop hand, go for it. You know, um, that'd be cool as a, a as a horror fan. If I ever started a horror collection, I could see wanting that hand next to like a, a thing hand or something like that. Or uh, are there any other famous hands? Idle hands? There's got to be some other famous hands that I'm not thinking about in uh, horror, but uh, somewhere along those lines. I remember my brother, Tombstone Josh, check out his show, The Metal Group Podcast, as well. We recorded a new episode of WBRO that is out now. Um, he mentioned uh, when I was talking about talk to me and the prop hand. He's like the only prop hand I would want is this thing, which is true. Um, you would want to want the thing uh, prop hand for sure. All right, let's see other news. Peacock Peacock has unveiled an impressive lineup of its more than 100 Halloween horror thriller spooky season titles that are hitting the platform this September. Uh, of course, we are in the time. The spooky season is here. We love it, baby. We love the spooky season. And um, these streaming services have uh, done this a couple years where they announce special events happening on their streaming platforms. They have it all labeled out and set up and all this stuff. And I've enjoyed Peacock's last couple. Uh, I enjoyed it last year. And I'm excited what they got going on this year. Uh, so the release says whether well, you're looking for recent releases like hypnotic or cult gems like Slither, Peacock invites you to face your fears in September, binge complete freakish franchises like Chucky, Saw, and Amityville, or tune in for fun family fare that includes Ghostbusters and Casper. Um, look for a variety of classic horror 
to arrive on the streaming service mid-September. Speaking of Chucky, if you're looking to catch up on the series before Season 3 debuts, uh, Peacock has Season 1 and Season 2 will be heading to the streaming service on September 4th. That will give you a month to catch up before October 4th premiere of Chucky Season 3. So excited for that. Uh, and then they list a bunch of movies here, which again, this is over 100 movies, so I'm not going to name all of them, but I will skim through them quickly here to kind of give you an idea. So the Amityville franchise, you've got pretty much every Amityville movie there, um, except for the Amityville horror. So <laughs> there you go. The Birds, absolute classic. Uh, Chucky, you got the Chucky movie. So you got Bride of Chucky, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky. Uh, might be missing a couple there, but you got a good bit of Chucky movies here. Again, I'm trying to run through this quickly. You've got a, a good bit of Casper movies here. you got the original Casper film as well as Casper Spirit at the beginning think that's the one with Hillary Duff. Don't quote me on that. Um, and then Casper Scare School, whatever the hell that is. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, 20, or, yeah, 2004. Um, the Dead Don't Die. That movie's got Selena Gomez in it. So that's and Bill Murray um, and Adam Driver. I've seen that movie once. I'm interested to see it again. Dead Silence, very underrated horror movie. Get Out, uh, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, The Grudge 2 and 3, because they couldn't get one, I guess. Uh, Halloween 2, Halloween 3, Halloween 2018, uh, Happy Death Day to You, Hollow Man 2000, and Hollow Man 2. I did not know there was a part 2, but cool. Um, bunch of Monster High stuff for you kiddos out there. The Mummy and The Mummy Returns, and The Mummy Tomb of the Dragon, and my favorite mummy, The Mummy 2017. Sweet. Uh, the People Under Stairs, Wes Craven Classic, and Halloween Horror Nights Classic, one of the first ever IP houses. Uh, it was the first ever IP house. Yes. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Psycho, Psycho 2, Psycho 3, Psycho Remake, uh, The Purge, Anarchy, Saw, Saw 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, uh, Final Chapter, Da, 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 da. Shocker! Nice! Shocker, 1989. Uh, let's see. Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood. Tales from the Hood, Tales from the Hood, too. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. They Live! Fantastic movie. The Thing, 1982 and 2011. Uh, Us. Let's see. The Visit. Uh, the Wolfman, 2010. Uh, also, going down here, looking for more and more stuff. Oh, we got the classics down here. Okay, cool. Uh, the Creature Walks Among Us, Curse of the Werewolf, Dr. Cyclops, Dracula's Daughter, Frankenstein, 1931, Bride of Frankenstein, 1935, Son of Frankenstein, 1939, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, The Evil of Frankenstein, The Invisible Man Returns, The Invisible Man's Revenge, The Invisible Woman, It Came from Outer Space, The Mummy's Hand, there you go, add that to the collection, The Mummy's Tomb, add that to the collection as well, Mummy's Curse, Mummy's Ghost, Night Monster, The Raven, Strange Case of Dr. Rx, and Werewolf of London, and for some reason thrown in here, Saw 4. Um, so, a lot of good stuff going on there. That was obviously not a hundred films, so there is even more to check out over there for your horror spooky needs on the Peacock streaming service. Go check it out. Um, let's see. Other news. Uh, let's see. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon has debuted its first trailer, and uh, it was epic. <laughs> you know, it was epic. They did say it was his Star Wars, and yeah, I can see the reference there, for sure, watching that trailer, but it is an epic-looking film uh, as well. Netflix is releasing a director's cut of the film, uh, which will be close to an hour of extra content, to which they also took kind of a shot at Warner Brothers, saying um, that they did not have to... 
do a yeah, thing for. <laughs> the work escapes me, but you know what, what they did to get Zack Snyder's Justice League out. Uh, let's see. The director's cut is close to an hour of extra content, so I think it's a legitimate extended universe version. You really get to see a lot. It's just more painted in all the way. This is from an interview that Zack Snyder said with Tadum. Um, the director cut is a settle in deep dive, which I have notoriously done throughout my career. I don't know how I got into the director's cut thing, but what I will say about it is that for me, the director's cuts have always been something I had to fight for in the past and nobody wanted it. It was this bastard child that I was always trying to get together because they they felt like there was a deeper uh, version. He continues saying, and with Netflix, we shot scenes just for the director's cut, so in that way, it really is a revelation uh, because it gives that second kick at the can for the big fans. Uh, like a real discovery that would not otherwise get. I'm really excited about that. Uh, Rebel Moon is a two-part two park, two part epic that will be available on Netflix starting December 22nd with the first film titled Rebel Moon, A Child of Fire. The second part is titled Rebel Moon, The Scar Giver. Um, it is scheduled to premiere April 19th, 2024. Uh, Rebel Moon is an epic space fantasy centered on a peaceful colony on the edge of a galaxy that finds itself threatened by the armies of a tyrannical ruling force, uh, Cora, played by Sofia Butella, one of my favorite actresses, is a mysterious figure living among the villagers, becomes their best hope for survival. So again, sounds fun. Trailer looks awesome. Go check out that trailer for a good time. Um, I got one more story to talk about, and then uh, super sad news um, to get into before we close out the show. Uh, last bit of regular movie news done. Dune <laughs> Part 2 from Denis Villeneuve has officially been announced to be moving its release date. I kind of talked about this earlier with Aquaman, how those movies and uh, Warner Brothers looking to move films around based on uh, the ongoing strike and um, nothing happening with Aquaman and keeping its uh, date while well, they are officially moving Dune. Dune was scheduled to come out November 3rd, but it is now being moved to March 15th, 2024. Um, Aquaman, again, is keeping its release date of uh, December 20th. Uh, as well, Wonka is keeping its December 15th release date, and The Color Purple is keeping its Christmas release date, December 25th. Uh, we'll see if anything changes with those films, but at the moment, they are keeping their things as the, uh, SAG, the SAG strike still is lingering. So we have to wait to see what ends up happening on that front before everything else um, can be fully announced. But again, I think the other movies would move before Aquaman does. But again, that is my own opinion there. So we'll have to wait and see, to say the least. All right. <laughs> Random videos. <laughs> that was Booker T's podcast. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Uh, let's see. So, yes, um, super sad news to touch on. Um, did this on... I did kind of this on the WBRO, recorded that episode last night, um, doing a, um, a uh, RIP to Terry Funk, absolute legend in the wrestling world uh, that we lost just yesterday. Um, and then the absolutely horrific, devastating news that we got as the recording of this episode today of the amazing Bray Wyatt uh, passing away. Um, 
just a shot to the gut as soon as I saw that news. Like, it was absolutely devastating from the beginning. I mean, this is a guy who is, is like, what, two years older than me, and he passed away, and, uh, you know, it's... It's a weird thing with celebrities when they pass away, and especially you don't know them or anything, but you feel a connection because you've watched them for so long, you've celebrated them and supported them for so long, and Bray was always just an awesome character to see on TV, going back to uh, just the Bray Wyatt uh, Swamp character that he had. It was so cool and so awesome and uh, different for that time, and you know, hitting stride with it, then doing uh, the Fiend character and having the Firefly Funhouse where he's playing like a version of Pee Wee Herman, if you will, but he has the dark side of the Fiend character, which was horrific and terrifying every time you saw him on TV, and, you know, the most recent character, I don't know if we ever got a name for that most recent character, uh, but that, you know, had him and Uncle Howdy and the characters from the Firefly Funhouse and live form, and it was just... He always had this amazingly cre- uh, creative mind um, for the wrestling world, and you know he uh, was battling an illness. And last we heard, he was about to make his return, um, and um, was close to returning. And then the heartbreakingly devastating news we got today that he sadly passed away from um, a heart attack they have released. So, um, just again, a gut punch, and still. Still lingering there. It's just, it's tough. And you see all these photos, you see the photos with him and Luke Harper, and you're like, oh my God, we lost Luke Harper recently too. And it's just, it's tough, man. So, you know, thoughts and prayers, of course, out to the families involved, the people close to Bray and everything. I can't imagine what they're going through, especially his wife and his young kids. He just had a baby. Um, so, yeah, it's, the world doesn't make sense a lot of the time, and that's one of them right there. That's, again, so, so freaking young and just gone. Um, illnesses and life is weird, man, but I wish uh, him all the peace now. He's, he's away from the pain of, you know, that illness and, you know, go where you go from here. I hope SmackDown has, the SmackDown should be a two-hour tribute. Uh, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. They did a tribute for somebody they shouldn't have a long time ago. Uh, this is a man they should absolutely do a two-hour tribute to. Um, I don't know how you don't, but I, I don't know. Uh, there definitely will be a tribute, I'm sure, but it's just sad all the way around, man. I, I, I don't get it. The world is weird, but all love and celebration. I know WWE is already, before mentioned Peacock, they've already got a section on Peacock, which is all in celebration of him. That's full of his his matches and stuff. So go go do that. Watch his matches. He's fantastic. If you didn't watch wrestling, go check it out. He was just a mastermind with his character work. And sadly going to be missed, man. So rest in peace to Wyndham Rotunda. That was his real name. Bray Wyatt. Um, you were fantastic. We enjoyed you. We loved you. Hope you... Um, have peace in the other world. Um, so don't want to end on a sour note, but that definitely had to be said as a huge wrestling fan and as a fan of his, you know, it's just, it's a huge loss, man. And it had to be said. And again, we don't want to end the show on a sad note. So saying if we got any other, uh, random news out there again, Dune has been delayed. It looks like the Lord of the Rings films have been delayed as well due to the strike. Uh, Barbie is returning to theater, uh, IMAX theaters in September, for one day only, so go check that out if you haven't seen Barbie yet. Uh, this weekend, Jurassic Park is back in theaters for its anniversary. It's in 3D, 
but it is back in theaters if you want to go check that out. Other films hitting theaters this week is that freaking Gran Turismo movie, so thankfully I can stop seeing that trailer before every freaking movie I've seen in theaters. Um, that's finally happening. Trying to quickly do a search and run through here. Ahsoka, that is officially started over there on Disney+. Plus. So if you want to go check out that show, go ahead. That is a Star Wars show. Um, anything else here? Do, 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 do. Nothing's jumping out at me. Nope, I think that's pretty much it. And so there you go. That's the stuff releasing this week. That is this episode of the Review at Rob Show. Man, hope you enjoyed it. Appreciate you anytime taking the time to listen to me ramble on about movie stuff because I thoroughly love and enjoy doing the show, man. We are getting closer and closer to Halloween Horror Nights. I will have more stuff to talk about then uh, with that. Um, check out all the Throw Me Podcast Network show, throw, uh, the Metal Groove Podcast. That is my brother's show. Check out Haunter's Podcast. They always got some great Halloween Horror Nights stuff going on. Did a fantastic episode already about hot takes in the Halloween Horror Nights community. Their hot takes. And it was awesome. Go check that out. Uh, we have Core Memory Unlock always doing their thing. We have uh, my show with my brother, WBRO, out. As well, we got Mr. Wonderful doing his hockey talk, man. So all kinds of fun stuff going on on the Thrilly Podcast Network. Also, check out the Thrilly Podcast Network's Patreon, where you can get a show from uh, Zach and Brooke from Honors Podcast doing a rewatch of Stranger Things and talking about what scenes could possibly be in the uh, HHN Stranger Things house. I will also highly suggest that show. It is awesome. You've also got Wonderful's Crypt of Horror show, which is a great show as well, man. So all kinds of fun content going on here on the Thrilly Podcast Network. We appreciate you all joining in and listening to our shows. We appreciate the support, man. Please share with your friends. Help us get that uh, show and support growing. But as always, I appreciate you. You are amazing. Remember that. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day, week, uh, month, year, um, wherever and whenever you're listening to the show. Always appreciated. You are always amazing. And remember, the happiness can always be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you all next episode.